I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Alaska. A vast remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. There are dangerous, unpredictable forces at work here. In one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. A lot of things can kill you out here without even trying. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God. Stories of alien abductions. I believe it was a UFO. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. The Alaskan Bigfoot, he can rip you in half. These accounts are really widespread. It peeked out of the tree right there. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. More people have disappeared than the Bermuda Triangle, two to three times the amount. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was petrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I'm always after scientific evidence that can be independently corroborated. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. Alaska. Thousands of people have mysteriously vanished here. Is something otherworldly causing these disappearances? When we look at the triangle, the presence we find of UFOs is a sign that something very strange could be happening there. Could UFOs be the cause of the many unexplained events in Alaska? In the last 60 years, over 9,000 planes have mysteriously crashed here. But one near miss in 1986 between a 747 and a UFO the size of an aircraft carrier made aviation history. This is one of the most important and well-documented cases of a UFO sighting in the world. These people believed what they were saying. They saw something that scared them very, very badly. This happened over Alaska, but what makes this even more interesting, it happened over the Alaska Triangle. 
The Triangle is a hotspot for extraterrestrial activity. Since the early 1950s, top secret U.S. government documents have revealed UFO sightings across Alaska. In some reports, military planes have even been stalked by UFOs mid-flight. Journalist Andrew Goff has been investigating this phenomenon. There really are a few places on Earth as isolated as Alaska. So one can only infer that if there was extraterrestrial activity, if there were UFOs, why wouldn't they go there? As reports of unidentified flying objects continued into the 1980s, U.S. Air Force bases across Alaska upgraded their radar systems. America's Cold War enemy, Russia, then called the USSR, was just 56 miles from its doorstep. The U.S. government understands the strategic importance of the location of Alaska, and as a result, it's beefed up the Air Force bases in that region. This area is a highly surveyed region. But 1986 would see an invasion of Alaskan airspace that many believe came from neither Russia nor any other enemy on this planet. Japan Airlines Flight 1628 would have a strange encounter with a UFO that would trouble the U.S. government for many years to come. On November 7th, the 747 cargo plane, with no passengers on board, entered the Alaska Triangle, 90 miles north of Fort Yukon, at 5.05 p.m. It was en route from Paris to Tokyo. Veteran U.S. Air Force pilot Dan Hampton has retraced the jet's fateful encounter with an unidentified flying object. This is the cargo version of Japan Airlines 747. Here in the cockpit would have been the first officer, and here was Captain Kenju Tarochi, a 10,000 flight hour veteran of the Air Force, ex-fighter pilot. Captain Tarochi had 20 years experience as a commercial airline pilot, but as Flight 1628 flew deeper into the triangle, he would witness something never before seen. At 5.11 p.m., the captain looks off to the left and about 2,000 feet below him are what he thinks are military aircraft because who else would be up here with him at 35,000 feet? So Captain Tarucci radioed Anchorage Air Traffic Control at 5.19 p.m. What follows is the actual recording of communication from the cockpit. Soon, air traffic control picked up a high-speed object, tracking the 747. Well, I'm, sure I'm picking up the hit on the radar. Approximately five miles in trail, your six o'clock position. Jim Derry was an investigator for the Federal Aviation Authority at the time. At first, they weren't too frightened when they saw the lights. They thought it was another aircraft. Uh, but our air traffic control people contacted the military. A controller radioed the regional command center at the nearby U.S. Air Force Base, Elmendorf, to see if the mysterious aircraft belonged to them. The military had nothing in that sector. Unable to identify these unknown aircraft, the air traffic controllers were troubled. 
Could this be an incursion from Cold War foe Russia or something more sinister? Our big concern was when you have something at 35,000 feet that's not under air traffic control, it is a major safety hazard. But what happened next suggested these certainly weren't Soviet and they were no ordinary planes. They were about to perform a gravity-defying maneuver. Something impossible happens. These two things instantly jumped from 2,000 feet below to shooting forward to a position in front of the aircraft. Jets can move quite quickly, of course, but there's nothing that can do that. The objects exhibited, according to Captain Terucci, a complete disregard to the limits of gravity. It would start, it would stop, it would accelerate. Can you imagine what that must have been like? You've never seen anything like that in your life. UFO investigator James Fox believes these were extraterrestrial. UFOs have the ability to appear in one spot and literally blink out and appear in another location. Conventional aircraft don't do that. This was a bona fide UFO encounter that was documented on radar and had visual confirmation. Now, just 500 feet ahead, the unidentified aircraft started closing in on the 747. Captain Terucci was terrified of a mid-air collision. And the captain is saying these lights are unlike anything he's ever seen before. No wings or real fuselage in the conventional sense that we would think of, and he still can't identify what these things are. The unidentified flying objects continued to close in. The lights become so bright, they fill up the cockpit, and then the aircraft began to shake. If this is an otherworldly type of flying object, then these could quite possibly be some types of scan. Maybe infrared, heat-based initially, and then ultrasonics could account for the aircraft shaking. So incredible was this encounter that the captain said he could feel the heat on his face from the craft next to him. And at that point, of course, he's very, very concerned because what is this thing or things and why are they so close to his aircraft? Then the UFOs mysteriously disappeared. With the calm of the Alaskan night skies around him, Captain Terucci and his crew assumed this terrifying UFO encounter was over. But the Triangle had something even more petrifying in store. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. 
and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Alaska Triangle, a place that's infamous for the strange and paranormal The Triangle also has many reports of UFOs stalking the Alaskan skies. Oh, what is that? We find this incredible amount of UFO sightings, which really makes us ask the question, is there something going on here which defies conventional explanations? One of the most well-documented UFO cases in aviation history took place near Fort Yukon in the north of the Triangle. Japan Airlines Flight 1628 was en route to Tokyo when it was stalked by gravity-defying aircraft. The evidence was seen on radar by Anchorage Air Traffic Control. They're so fast, they disappear off into the sunset. Only when they come back, they are flying in formation alongside of a third object. Captain Terucci and his crew said they watched in terror as another huge UFO approached their 747. Its size and scale left the seasoned pilot awestruck. What came back was the mothership, the size of an aircraft carrier, only walnut-shaped and could only have been a UFO. Eight to ten times as big as his aircraft in height and width, and he is astonished. Anchorage Air Traffic Control alerted the nearby U.S. Air Force Base Elmendorf. Amazingly, they too had picked up the hostile, unidentified aircraft on radar. It was a large aircraft of some kind in the, the radar dots that were picked up, it moved very rapidly. And the military people said, we checked out our primary target with another piece of equipment we have here, and it also detected it. 
The fact that it's correlated now between not only a civilian control agency on the ground, but the regional operations center at Omendorf, to me means this is something we have to take very seriously. Air traffic control were so concerned, they hatched a plan of emergency. In a rare move, they advised the 747 to make a drastic maneuver. Remember, a 747 is not a fighter jet. It takes about five minutes at that altitude and airspeed to turn a 747 360 degrees. And you're talking about trying to get away from unidentified objects that have been bouncing back and forth between the horizon and you. So he really doesn't have any type of evasive or escape maneuver. With few options left, Flight 1628 descended to 31,000 feet and started its 360 degree turn. The UFOs continued to stalk the airliner. Air traffic control had one last choice, military action. The air traffic controller says, would you like our military to send some fighter jets up to have a look? And he says, negative, negative. Not just once, but twice. He's very emphatic about this. The captain refused a fighter jet because he feared it could provoke a hostile response, as it's believed happened in the infamous Mantell incident of 1948. That year, National Guard pilot Thomas Mantell was sent in hot pursuit of a UFO seen at 10,000 feet over a Kentucky airbase. Thomas Mantell was chasing a UFO when his plane just dismantled and fell violently to the earth and to his death. Conspiracy theorists believe that the evidence points to the nuts and bolts of its plane being undone somehow by the UFO technology alongside it. And that's why he plummeted to his death. The captain knew about this incident, so he had the wherewithal to say, I'm not going to have that again. I'm better off just dealing with this by myself. Whatever these things are haven't hurt him yet, and he doesn't want to run the risk of that or provoking them. It must have been a very, very nerve-wracking situation. When Captain Terucci refused military assistance, air traffic control radioed a civilian jet flying just south of Fairbanks. They asked United Airlines Flight 69 to approach the Japanese 747 and investigate. But the UFO disappeared off the radar as the United Airlines pilot closed in. He gets close enough, he asks the JAL flight to turn on its lights. The United captain sees the JAL flight, but nothing else. So whatever it was that was following the JAL flight has vanished by that point. After 42 long minutes, Captain Terucci's reported UFO encounter was finally over. One of the most significant UFO incidents ever in the Alaska Triangle was now on record. Whatever happened at Japan Airlines 1628, it is now the most documented 
and thus most famous UFO incident in modern aviation history. This UFO incident is probably one of the most credible cases in the history of ufology. But there were many outstanding questions. Why would alien life forms want to target a commercial cargo plane? Even if it's believed these UFOs were extraterrestrial, they may not have had malevolent intent, according to researcher Johnny Enoch. There's all kinds of reasons why they could have been there. The plane itself could have been in danger. They could have been stopping it from entering a portal. But my guess is it would have been some sort of scientific work, some sort of scientific analysis they were doing. Whatever the reason for the encounter, when Flight 1628 landed in Anchorage, investigators were keen to talk to the crew. Federal Aviation Authority agent Jim Derry was asked to attend. I got a call from our operations center saying, we've had some strange incidents with an aircraft coming in over the poles. So this made us pretty interested. My first thought was that we had a Russian intruder during that period in the late 80s while the Cold War was still going on. Russians would come over and would intrude, but the military usually sensed it right away and responded but the military detected no one out in that area, so we were doubly interested. At Anchorage Airport, Jim Derry met Captain Terucci and his crew within hours of their reported UFO encounter. I found it interesting when I shook hands and I met them, uh, their palms were very sweaty, pupils were very dilated. They saw something that scared them very, very badly. These people believed what they were saying. They were very sincere, and they were very, very believable. But when Captain Terucci described the mothership and sketched it for investigators, they were shocked by what they saw. What I've got here on the screen are the drawings by the Japan Airlines captain. And the size of this object blew everybody's mind. He's putting his aircraft here in proportion to the size of the overall object, which, as he said, it looked like a flying aircraft carrier. This is like comparing a uh, 747 to a 6,000-passenger uh, cruise ship in size, massive. There's nothing that size that flies that we know of. The other investigator and I rolled our eyes at the time when we saw the sketches because it seemed really way out. But after we saw that it showed up on radar, we weren't quite as skeptical about it. Soon, this data was sent to the Federal Aviation Authority headquarters in Washington. This is a remarkable case because this isn't some reported sighting in some backcountry area where someone could be making something up. These are professional career-focused pilots that are telling us that they had a sighting in the sky and it startled them. The FAA's senior investigator, John Callahan, prepared a file on Flight 1628's near miss with the UFO. He then briefed the FAA about his shocking conclusions. John Callahan was blown away by the amount of data that they actually had. UFO data, not just seconds, over 30 minutes of data to comb through, radar data, coupled with the voice cockpit recordings. Any traffic, uh, 
If you listen to the cockpit recordings, you'll hear Captain Terauchi extremely concerned about what he's looking at. He's looking at something five, six times bigger than a 747, and he's unable to identify this thing. And you can hear it in his voice. The guy's freaking out. John Callahan did not believe in UFO encounters prior to this incident. And after reviewing the evidence, was convinced that UFOs existed. An urgent meeting was convened with the CIA the next day, where John Callahan presented his disturbing findings. They reviewed the evidence, they reviewed the cockpit recording tapes, and they were all silenced and uh, told that this matter was classified top secret and not to ever speak about the incident. John Callahan said that when they briefed it at the national level, there was a person from the intelligence community there who collected all the paperwork afterwards said this is classified. The CIA officials said, we're going to confiscate all the radar data that you guys have, and told him, I was never here. This meeting never took place. But word did get out. Captain Terucci told his story to reporters and recreated his initial sketches for the world's media. Under pressure of the media spotlight, the Federal Aviation Authority went public four months after the event. The FAA held a press conference denying that there was proof of any unidentified flying objects that were captured using radar. They attributed this to an illusion called a split radar image. The Federal Aviation Authority claimed the blip seen tracking Flight 1628 was no UFO, but a shadow created by the Japanese airliner itself. Former FAA investigator Jim Derry questions this explanation. The FAA even produced a uh, rather elongated report telling how this kind of shadowing takes place, but any radar specialist that I have talked to before or since denies that that was any kind of a radar shadow. So how has Flight 1628 become one of the most well-documented cases of a UFO incident in U.S. history? It's thanks to John Callahan, who in 2001 went public with the cockpit recordings and radar data contradicting the FAA's statement. He had made copies of the cockpit recordings of the radar confirmation. Every bit of investigation that took place with the FAA, John Callahan had kept copies at his desk because they tried to cover this incident up. So if it wasn't for John Callahan, no one would probably know about the details of this incident. As a result of the publicity, Japan Airlines grounded Captain Terucci for two years. But pilot Dan Hampton believes the evidence revealed later by John Callahan vindicates him. As a pilot, I am always skeptical of non-pilots, even other pilots, that say they've seen something strange. But Captain Terucci is a professional commercial airline pilot. He's an ex-military aviator with over 10,000 hours of flying time. And he knew very well that by saying anything about this, it would impact his career, and it did. But I have to say, in all honesty, after looking at all the evidence, reading the transcripts, and analyzing it from my standpoint, I believe him. Flight 1628 also opened Jim Derry's eyes to the many reports of UFOs in the skies above Alaska. 
I haven't seen any UFOs, but I have interviewed people, a lot of people who have seen them, to include many pilots. Considering the size of the universe, for us to think that we are the only life form out there is extremely egotistical of us. We don't know what's out there. Indeed, what else is out there? Are there other mysteries waiting to be discovered? And what might the U.S. government know about them? The JAL incident had a lasting impact on all involved, and no one more so than Captain Terucci. Now in retirement, he's withdrawn from the public eye. But in the skies of the Triangle, it's not only UFOs that have caused panic and confusion. There have been reports of a giant flying creature, big enough to prey upon moose and even whales. Native legends tell of terrifying beasts that roam the lands and stalk the skies. The most frightening of all, the giant Thunderbird. Thunderbirds are reported to be really huge raptors, much bigger than the seven, eight foot wingspan of a stellar sea eagle, more approximating the wingspan of a small plane. But there have been reports of this gigantic flying predator right up to present day. I was just flabbergasted by his wingspan. It was so huge. A human would have been like a midday snack. Kiduviduak Lichard is a native shaman who was brought up on stories of this fearsome creature. Thunderbirds have always been part of our native history. Stories of them go back as far back as native stories go back. And they've always been a terrifying presence to native people. Terrifying because of their massive size and unimaginable strength. Elders warn their children to keep safe from this flying beast for fear of being plucked away from their parents. They are known to hunt everything from moose, caribou, to beluga and whales. Beluga get up to 3,000 pounds and they're able to lift a full-grown beluga. So you got to think how big do these birds have to be in order to lift that much weight. People were terrified of the Thunderbird because it would swoop down and kill people. People were so terrified of it, in fact, that we wouldn't even attempt to hunt them. We didn't want to have anything to do with, with the Thunderbird. But for the Klingit people, who inhabit the southeast of the Alaska Triangle, the Thunderbird is much more than a mere physical creature. Anna Brown Ellers is a fellow of their National Heritage Center. The giant Thunderbird has always been a part of our native folklore. It is a spiritual being. It has thunderous wings and can control the weather, causing rainstorms and floods. Anna is a weaver of traditional blankets. These carry the legends of her ancestors, and the Thunderbird is a common motif. It's sacred to our society. When we are wearing it on our blankets or if it's on our totem poles, it is a depiction of a powerful being. But stories of the Thunderbird aren't confined to native Alaskan legends. In modern times, there have been numerous sightings of the airborne beast. In June 2005, Charles Gaines was on a road trip close to the Canadian border in the southeastern corner of the Alaska Triangle. On his way back north, Charles was looking out the window. I saw a giant bird down in a valley that had a wingspan, what I estimated to be 
20 to 25 feet. Well, the minute I saw the bird, I knew what it was. I knew that I was seeing the Thunderbird that I'd been reading about and hearing about. And I was excited. I was glad that I'd gotten a chance to see it. Charles could tell that the trees on either side of the bird were about 40 feet apart. And on both sides, each wing was less than 10 feet from these same trees. So did the math, figured out a 20, 25-foot wingspan. At this size, the bird would be twice as big as the California condor, the largest known bird in North America. Charles was the only witness to this sighting, but there have been credible reports with multiple witnesses. In 2002, near Dillingham, in the west of the Triangle, the pilot and passengers of a local airplane came close to a huge bird flying at around 1,000 feet. Researcher Hugh Newman has been investigating the press reports. A remarkable eyewitness account of a Thunderbird was reported, and they witnessed something they believed to be the same size as their plane, some kind of massive unknown flying creature. The plane had a wingspan of 35 feet, making this creature larger than any bird on the planet. Cryptozoologist Lance Hightower has also been investigating these reports of a Thunderbird and found that a villager on the ground corroborated the sighting. It was huge. It was massive. It was the size of a small plane. Well, it bothered him so much that he radioed the next town over and he contacted the local authorities who then told people to stay indoors, especially the children. This is remarkable and one of the most interesting sightings ever witnessed in Alaska. All these people, these eyewitnesses, they all can't be wrong. Since this sighting, there has been no official report from any pilot or passenger in the skies of the Triangle. But now, native Alaskan Kituvituak Lichard is going in search of this elusive creature. Thunderbirds most definitely still exist in Alaska. If you think about it, we have 664,000 square miles and only 700,000 people. Most of the people live in two cities in Alaska, and the rest of it is just vast wilderness. There's a lot of huge animals for them to hunt. There's a lot of open spaces for them to fly and never be seen. But today, Kidu Vidwak is on the trail of the Thunderbird, and his best chance to see it is from the air. I brought a drone with me. These drones can cover about four miles in diameter around me. It's hard to say how many Thunderbirds could be out there. I want to see if I can find anything unusual that would indicate Thunderbirds being in this area. There's a lot of trees here. I'm trying to look for an area to see if there's anything that would resemble a nesting site. If the creature's out there, one man who won't be surprised is Dr. Robert Alley. He's a former professor from the University of Alaska who's been studying the Thunderbird phenomenon and has come to a truly radical conclusion. Newspaper reports of large birds being seen in Alaska could only be explained biologically by the possible continued existence of relic populations of something like the Ice Age Territorns. The Territorn had an estimated 23-foot wingspan, and it towered over humans at more than six feet tall. To discover 
continuing living relic population, even an individual of a bird that was only known from fossils dating back to the Ice Age, it would be huge. Whereas an eagle can easily pick up a lamb from a mountain crag, a thunderbird, such as a teratorn, would easily be able to pick up something the size of a full-grown sheep or goat, perhaps even a human being. A teratorn would be an apex scavenger from hell. This is a life-size model of the biggest prehistoric teratorn made for the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. This monster once ruled the skies of the Americas with a reported wingspan of up to 26 feet. But now, evidence has come to light that the Thunderbird may be even bigger. This comes from a resident of Kakanak on the shores of Lake Iliamna, Gary Nielsen. While hunting with a friend in 2004, Gary says he saw a Thunderbird that dwarfs the size reported in other sightings. We were hunting rabbits and I stopped for a break. And my buddy asked, who's that standing on that hill? And when he looked, I said, you know, I don't think that's a man. I looked at it through my scope, and it wasn't a man and it wasn't an animal. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I mean, it was very tall, and we were probably about a, about a mile away, a mile and a half. So we took off straight toward it, and we got within a half mile this thing that we thought was a very tall person spread out its wings and the wings engulfed both edges of the hill. And just a few flaps, it was airborne. And it started spiraling up and we were just watching it. You know, what is it, what is it? We were seeing it, but we weren't bleeding it. I mean, it was so huge. Gary has lived here all his life and knows all the birds of the area, but he had never seen a wingspan like this. Even though I'm saying it, it sounds fantastic, but I would say 50 feet. I was just flabbergasted by his wingspan. It was so huge. A creature this size could pluck a moose or caribou from the mountain plains with ease. As it was flying over, we saw a caribou in a brush it was there trying to get that caribou. But the caribou was inside a patch of cottonwoods and it would not come up. Something that size, a large moose would not have been a problem. A human would have been nothing. Midday snack. The sight of that massive creature has haunted Gary ever since. He can't prove what he saw, but he's in no doubt. For Kidu Vidiwak, Capturing such a sight on camera would be the fulfillment of a lifelong wish. But in this landscape, the range of a drone is a drop in the ocean. This is a very vast landscape, and I'm only covering a few square miles here. So they're still out there. They're just avoiding us. If we're going to find Thunderbirds in the future, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to cover a lot more ground than this but I believe it's only a matter of time before my investigation finds Thunderbird. 
For now, it seems the giant thunderbird remains elusive, but it's a creature that's feared across Alaska, and it may not be alone. No one knows what else could be lurking in the hundreds of thousands of square miles of unexplored forest here, on land and in the air. The mysteries of the Alaska Triangle continue to defy explanation. The truth is out there, but for the moment, it remains beyond our grasp. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.